Welcome to the chaos. I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm eager to share, inspire, and give hope to those who feel alone and lost. I'm Jordan, the host of Jordan Chronically. I wasn't sure if I was going to actually be able to make this episode. This has been something that truly has been on my mind for almost a year now is trying to explain everything that happened a year ago. And although I don't have the words or necessarily the energy to tell all, I do think that this is a really great opportunity to talk about it. And I'm going to be talking a lot about church hurt and not in the sense that this is a tell all and I'm going to give you the awful details or bash anybody or any church. But I do think in order for me to heal and grow and go into 2023 in a better mindset, I need to reflect on the year that I've had. And I'm going to try to do that as gracefully as possible, but this is going to be a tough episode for me. I don't know if anybody else can relate to feeling like this, but I felt like 2022 was one of the hardest years yet. (laughs) Um, Regardless of anything that happened with, you know, my personal life or with our church or just life in general, um, we were all just kind of coming out of this state of fear with the COVID pandemic. And I'm not really going to touch on that, but I do think that the pandemic caused a lot of residual mental health issues. And a lot of us, unfortunately, brought that into 2022. And a lot of us didn't really know what to do with it. And I guess I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but for me personally, living with chronic illness, coming out of a pandemic, experiencing the things I did you know, with the church hurt and personal growth and new diagnosis and my health, I was in a really, really terrible spot a year ago. And a lot of it was spent, a lot of that time was spent asking a lot of really hard questions, mostly questions like why and how and what did I do to deserve this? And I found myself isolating because I think sometimes it is easier to isolate and try to carry the burden of what we have going on in our personal lives instead of reaching out for community and for help. I know personally, I talked about church hurts specifically with my husband until I was blue in the face and couldn't do it anymore. Until talking about church hurt and mental health and chronic illness made me bitter and angry and started a lot of fights with my husband because I was obsessing over everything. And that goes along with, you know, finally and officially receiving my ADHD diagnosis. And a lot of my life made a ton more sense after that. And it made sense why I couldn't let things go. And I hyper-focused on, you know, just the horrible feelings I had. And I got to this place of 
I don't see any good in the situation. I don't feel good in this situation and I can't move past this situation. Now, like I said, this is not a tell-all. There will not be names dropped in this podcast other than obviously my own and speaking from my own personal um, experiences and emotions. But with that being said, I also want to tell you our emotions will lie to us. And I don't want this to sound like a bash session at all. I want to tell you that experiencing church hurt looks very different for everybody. And for me personally, it was very subtle and things that over time I didn't even realize were negatively affecting my life. And it has been one of the most difficult things to navigate. And I just want to share with you what I've learned in that process. And when I tell you, I spent probably six months of this year trying to figure it out on my own. Um, and it was exhausting. And every single time I failed because I missed the biggest, most important part of this, which was God. And, you know, in theory, starting over and leaving everything you've ever known sounds really good until it actually happens and until you're put in that situation. And I want to say, I looked for resources over and over and over again to help me navigate through this time in my life. And what I mean by that is I checked out podcasts and I checked out Bible studies and I, you know, spoke and tried to get counsel from friends and pastors and church staff members. And um, I even, you know, looked up Church Hurt on YouTube and I just couldn't find anything that could help me shake all of the feelings because I had a lot of them. I had a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts and opinions. Um, and the one thing that I learned that I think is the most important in this, aside from it is so very important to be obedient to God, no matter what he's asking you to do. But the next most important thing for me is learning that forgiveness is not this magical feeling you're going to get. Forgiveness is not something that you just wake up one day and you feel towards somebody that hurts you. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. And that choice is the hardest choice you could ever make, is choosing to forgive people that hurt you with no closure and no apology. And when I learned that, I actually remember exactly when I realized that. <laughs> I was in the bathtub and I was listening to a podcast and I was literally crying because I just felt so exhausted and so spent and so just emotionally drained that I just couldn't do it anymore. All of my energy and my time and my focus was spent on trying to heal myself, trying to be my own savior from this church hurt. And when I realized that forgiveness wasn't going to just happen is when I really started focusing on God because I knew 
in my flesh, I didn't want to forgive people who hurt me. Who does? Who wants to forgive somebody who hurt you? Nobody. It's exhausting. And I just remember getting out of the bathtub and feeling so heavy that that was the realization that I had. I had been praying and praying and praying for God to take this, but I couldn't give up control. And once I did is when I really started noticing a difference in my life. And I just have to say this, I'm not naive to the fact that church hurt happens everywhere and has likely even happened in the church that we have fallen in love with and are so happy to be a part of. I know that hurt people hurt people, and we are all very broken humans trying to live in this fallen world. And I do think that most people do the best that they can. And for me, making this episode is kind of like the end of a really, really difficult chapter. (laughs) And sharing my thoughts and what I've learned I hope can help other people who have experienced or are walking through church hurt. And it has been one of the hardest and confusing times in my life. Um, And I've learned a lot of hard lessons and things that I never considered and never even imagined could happen. And not only has it directly affected me, but it has also affected my children and my, my marriage. And I do feel like one day I would love to go more in depth um, just about the the steps that I took to work towards healing. And I don't want to say work towards getting over this because I don't think I am. I don't think I am over it. Um, We spent a very long time in that community over six years. and We love and loved a lot of people and healing from losing everybody you knew, every friendship, um, every relationship is so unbelievably hard and struggling finding the words that can articulate that um, because it goes much deeper than just the church hurting us. It's the church. We're all the church. We're all supposed to be the church. It's It was losing relationships and people and watching our children also not understand because they're little and they didn't need to know about adult problems or situations, um, but also trying to navigate our own feelings and emotions while holding space for our kids to have feelings and emotions and being sad and disappointed that our life looks much different now, a year later. And um, I would just like to encourage anybody that's listening who has experienced this or experienced any kind of church hurt or church drama or even otherwise, whether it's with people outside of the church or your family, um, God saw it. God saw it and he heard the conversations that you might not have. And just because it happened in the church doesn't mean that it was from God. One of the biggest blessings that came out of this for me personally is my relationship with Jesus. 
Um, it is not something that I fully and totally understood until I got to the point of acceptance and realizing I can't do this on my own. Um, and that quite literally applies to everything in my life. But I had this friend tell me that, you know, she got up every morning, every day, and sometimes 4.35 in the morning to study the word and to have quiet time with God and move her body. And I used to be the person that would rather be doing anything else. And kind of that Sunday morning or Wednesday night Christian, so to say. And I didn't really understand how important quiet time with God is until you you reach rock bottom, right? I didn't understand that in order to grow through what I was going through, I was going to have to put my pride aside and do this with God. And through that and what that looked like for me is I developed this routine in the morning. And I share these videos on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, um, not to say, look at me, I'm the best Christian in the world, but to hopefully motivate you in your darkest time to establish that relationship first. Not last, not second, but first. Not just because it's what the Bible says, but because you will feel better. Just like with any relationship you have, whether it is with your spouse or a friend, if you don't talk to them, that relationship doesn't work. If you don't pursue your spouse, if you don't show them that you love them and that you want to spend time with them, you wouldn't expect your relationship to be strong and healthy. And the same thing goes for our relationship with God. And that looks differently for everybody, truly. Um, for me, it's sitting at my table after the girls go to school and my house is quiet and I pray and I write in a journal and I study a small piece of scripture or sometimes an entire book of the Bible. And I write down what the scripture means to me and how I can apply it to my life and the lessons that I learned. And sometimes it's quite literally falling to my knees with tears in my eyes and telling God, I can't do this in my own strength. And both, in both of those times, God will meet us where we are. And I think that is just one of the really, really cool things about God is that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have this perfect Christian lifestyle. He meets us in the bad choices, in our sin, in our tears, in the pain, and he loves us anyways. Before I sat down to record this, I typed up on my notes um, all of the things that I didn't accomplish this year that I wanted to. And I just want to share those with you. Um, I think the biggest thing that every single new year, every resolution I make, my whole entire life is surrounded by the fact that I want to lose weight, that I'm unhappy with the way that I look like. And, you know, this is just another year that I realized I didn't commit to that goal. 
And whether it was because I put too much pressure on myself or situationally, I was just stressed and overwhelmed and I couldn't handle it. It is okay when we don't meet the goals we set for ourselves. And although I wish I could tell you that I focused a lot of time and energy on being healthier, I didn't have the mental capacity to do so. And I am actively working on trying to give myself grace, the same grace that I give to others. And we are our worst critic, right? Like we are so much harder on ourselves than other people. But I didn't reach that goal this year. And, you know, it doesn't feel as bad as I thought it was going to saying that out loud. Because on the other side of the page, I can see all of the really cool things that I've done and had the opportunity to do this year. I recently had a conversation with my husband um, and I had this realization that I've actually never felt proud of myself. And I don't share that for, you know, empathy or that I want anybody to feel sorry for me, but because I know I'm not the only person who has struggled with that thought. And I know personally, like, I've done a lot of really cool and amazing things this year, and I find myself struggling with feeling proud. And that is something that I want to work on in 2023. And I just want to take this opportunity to reflect on some of the awesome things that I have done this year. Um, I have published four journals, and that's something that I don't talk a lot about on social media anymore. It was pretty well a hyperfixation. And then it kind of dwindled down a little bit when I started social media and pursuing it full time. But I've published four journals. I have a mental health journal. I have a gratitude journal. I have church notes. I have prayer journals. And I have just plain journals. And that really did get me through kind of a lot of difficult times over the last two years. And so many people have reached out and told me, how these journals have positively impacted their lives. And I just feel so grateful for that opportunity and just that outlet for me to use creativity and design to create something that other people can use in their day-to-day life. I've utilized social media for years as a way to potentially bring in income, whether that was being in an MLM, posting on TikTok, and now posting on Facebook, Instagram, and this podcast. But I've always seen the benefit of social media. And I always dreamed that I could have the best of both worlds, work from home, make my own schedule, while also having a full-time income for my family. And this year, I have had the biggest blessing and opportunity to do that. And People encouraged me on TikTok to start sharing my videos on Facebook, and now Facebook has become my biggest platform, and I feel so incredibly grateful and blessed that I make more money on social media than I would a full-time job, and I know that money is a difficult topic to talk about, and I don't want to take that for granted ever for the position that I am in, and ultimately, it comes down to all of you who listen, who support, who comment, who you know genuinely want to connect with me and hear about my life and my struggles with mental health, addiction, chronic illness, and Jesus, and 
you know, just everything that I post. And um, the last couple of months, I have only been able to focus on the negative. And I sat down today as I was typing out this stuff that I wanted to say and realized that God is so faithful. All of the struggle, all of the hurt, all of the lessons I learned from the church hurt, um, I've been able to use and apply it to be a better person, a better human, um, somebody who loves intentionally and deeply. And social media has given me that opportunity to love and speak intentionally to people all over the world. And it's something that I want to be proud of and that I am going to work towards being proud of this year. And I'm just so grateful um, for the people who do support me and my family and, you know, the views and the likes and the comments and the love mean so incredibly much to me. Um, if I could hug every single one of you, I would any second I got the chance. After experiencing 2022, I have learned that I have codependent tendencies, whether that is codependent tendencies with my spouse or my friends or even my children. It is something that I am actively working on. And I fully believe that the enemy tried to use what God has blessed me with, which is mercy and empathy and being intentional to try to convince me that I am not enough that no one likes me, everything is wrong with me, and I'm learning that God doesn't make mistakes in us and who he created us to be. And although it has been excruciating some days, I'm so thankful that I now have the ability to see when the enemy is trying to work in my life. The more you pursue God, the more the enemy will fight to get your attention. And he is the king of distractions. I learned that I struggle a lot with craving the acceptance of others. I struggle sometimes even putting the acceptance of others above God. I also learned that isolation is not from God. If you feel like you have to carry it all on your shoulders and you don't need to confide in anybody, that's not from God. I learned that you can have thousands of people cheering you on from social media, but have very little support in real life. And it can be heartbreaking and lonely. And in those moments of heartbreak and loneliness, the only thing that is going to fulfill you is God. And one of the hardest lessons that I've learned is sometimes you're the friend that everybody needs until they don't. And it's tough. It's a really tough place to be in. This year, I've made some pretty positive changes to my health. Uh, like I shared, I didn't reach my weight loss goal but I did get healthier. And what that looked like for me was doing a food sensitivity test after doctors promised me and lied to me that I had nothing wrong with me um, and pursued health on my own. I learned that I was 
gluten intolerant. And after making changes and going gluten-free and limiting dairy and cutting out other things that I'm allergic to, like chicken and eggplant and things like that, I am not as healthy as I think I could be, but I'm not miserable every day anymore. And I'm so grateful that social media led me to finding food sensitivity tests, which is so, it sounds so silly, but I saw them on TikTok and I'm so thankful that I pursued that because since May, I have been healthier than I ever have in the last three years. And although, like I said, I didn't reach my weight loss goal, I'm not sick every single day. I'm not in bed crying every single day that I have nausea and running to the bathroom anymore. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm also so thankful for learning to accept that burnout is just a part of living with chronic illness and how I can get out of that mindset, get out of that funk, let myself feel the feelings, but don't let myself stay there. And by encouraging others, it helps pull me out of the burnout cycle. <laughs> I feel so blessed to be able to do that. I also learned that oftentimes the happiest people are the loneliest and struggle the most. And life is already so unbelievably hard. Empathy goes such a long way for people. And a lot of times some people feel like they don't have anything else to give and they are at the lowest of lows and even a smile in passing could help them. And I think sometimes uh, social media especially has made people lose the ability to have empathy for others. And social media is a really harsh and sometimes evil place to be in. And I've seen the really amazing, incredible side of social media, and I've seen the dark side as well. And if you let it, the dark side will completely take over your life. And it's easy to watch people on social media and think they have their life together and that they have it all and that their life is better. But social media is just a highlight reel. You know, most of us influencers don't come on there and talk about all the terrible things going on in our lives. Most of us show up for other people. Most of us post to encourage other people. So oftentimes, people who seem like they are the happiest are the loneliest and could probably use love. So I feel like this episode is kind of all over the place, but I hope it gives you a better idea of kind of just what I've been battling mentally this last year. And I'm not one to wish away time but I am actually really thankful that this year is almost over. I'm so ready to go into 2023 more focused on God than I ever have been. I'm thankful that I'm in a healthier place, you know, physically and mentally than I was a year ago. And I wanted to share what some of my goals moving into 2023 look like. And if you are not a New Year's resolution person like me, it is totally okay to still set those goals for yourself. 
now or even after the first of the year. But for me, one of the things that I have been praying every single day is to be a woman who trusts God even when I don't understand. I think it is super common to focus on the negative and why this, why that, God, please tell me what this is for, and just letting go and trusting him no matter what is my biggest goal for 2023. Some other goals I've set for myself is learning to accept me and and who I am, learning to be proud of myself. I fully intend on working on my relationships with God and my husband, learning to be a better encourager for my daughters, being intentional with my time and my energy, focus on continuing to make better health choices, whether that is staying gluten-free, which I will be doing, you know, uh, working on a different diet, moving my body more. I would love to work on being more consistent just in general. ADHD is something that causes me to struggle with inconsistencies. And one of my big goals is to continue growing on social media and connecting with you guys and learning more about you and finding ways to do that on a deeper level. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to listen to this episode. I'm sorry if it's a, if it's all over the place, but truly this has been a year of me racking my brain on how to get this out without bashing or gossiping about people without throwing anybody's name under the bus, because that is not what I want at all. But I wanted to share kind of the ugliest parts of this year in my life and hopefully give you a better understanding of who I am, what I am trying to, you know, grow through and who I'm trying to become. And I'm so excited to have this opportunity to share with you you know, even the hardest moments of my life, because we all go through them. We are all probably facing stressful, difficult challenges every single day. And a lot of times the ability to talk about it with somebody helps us heal from it. And that is my goal for this. Like I said, I don't think I've fully healed from this year, but I'm trying and I'm actively working on my relationship with God and trying to put him first above everything else. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I hope you guys have the absolute best holiday season and that you give yourself grace because holidays are hard too.